Welcome to Let's Talk About Books, baby, where we talk with your favorite LGBTQ authors. I'm Anita Kelly, and my guest today is the, I'll say, notorious author, Angie Williams. Hey, Angie. Hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Great. Great. Thanks so much for joining me today. I appreciate it. Oh, thank you for inviting me. Yeah, it's a great day out. How's the weather over there? It's beautiful. We're supposed to get rain tomorrow, which is good. The more rain uh, we can get, the better, because we're heading towards fire season. Yeah. Which is basically most of the year in California now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, were you guys like um, impacted by any of that last year? Last year, um, the the west part of our town was under evacuation warning. Um, we live on the west side, and it was. We live in a little town, um, but the year before, we were evacuated for a week, and it was so close that um, the uh, our neighbor. We live in a court, and the neighbor across the street's backyard was on Good Morning America. Wow. Yeah, it was just literally a few feet away, but um, but they stopped it. I mean, it's a miracle. We thought for sure, for sure, we'd lost our house. So yeah, did you guys evacuate and everything? Right. What's that? Did you evacuated and everything? Yeah, we yeah. evacuated, um, and we so we you know we share custody of our son, um, and we have <clears throat> uh, and our co-parents live on the other side of town, which is only five minutes away. But, um, so we have three dogs at the time we had three dogs and two cats and four snakes and they had three cats and a dog and a snake. And so it was pretty interesting getting everything evacuated. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. You know, it's funny how, uh, it's interesting how when things like that happen and and you get everything, like you get the things that you can get at, in the car, and you get the, like, you know, uh, living, breathing, uh, uh, everything in the car, and and you get to safety, and and you just realize how that is what's important. Yeah, it's not all the stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, like afterwards, we were like, oh man, I'm so glad. The house didn't burn down and we didn't lose this or didn't lose that. But, um, but at the end of the day, like during, during all of that happening, that was the only thing that mattered was that we were all safe and we were all together and, you know. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you guys were okay and your house was okay. And I mean, that's good. Good to hear. And, uh, hopefully you'll get a lot of rain this year. Yeah. Well, everything around us has burned, and so we're hoping there will be, um, you know, at least a few years of relief. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hear that. So, well, um, all right. Well, so, Angie. Yes. Um, let's let's talk a little bit about, about what you've been doing and writing and... Um, you know, tell us about your published novels. Um, I think it's Mending Fences and uh, is it Last Resort? Last Resort, yeah. All right. Yeah, so um, Mending Fences was um, my first novel. And um, this is, I'm sure everybody's heard the story, but um, my wife wrote 
a book for me for my birthday called um, Her Best Friend's Sister. And she, uh, you know, she said, okay, give me a, a basic plot and, um, and uh, the character names, and then I'll run with that. And so I did, and, you know, she ended up writing like, one of my favorite books ever. Um, and so the following year, I thought, oh, and I, I've never written anything. I've written stories here and there but not, uh, you know, I've never written a novel or anything um, and never thought I really would. And so just kind of, just for giggles, I said oh, the next year for her birthday, I was like, oh, I'm going to write you uh, a novel for your birthday. And so I asked her for basic plot and, um, and she said, a dog, a little dog gets caught in a fence and, um, that gets rescued uh, and taken to the vet and then the person who rescued the dog and the vet fall in love. Um, and so anyways, I went with that and uh, um, didn't really think that I would honestly write a novel. <laughs> like I thought, I thought <clears throat> I'll write a few chapters and, <clears throat> and give it to her and, you know, oh, it'll be, kind of funny and whatever um but then once I started plotting it out and thinking about the characters and really um kind of putting myself into that world it was just so fun like I just I was really enjoying it and um and so I, I just didn't stop you know I just didn't stop until before I knew it I basically had a novel um and uh you know it was a very rough novel but it was (laughs) it was a novel so Um, that's the first thing you ever wrote like that yeah that's you know my wife Megan and I will like um we we used to do it a lot more we don't do it as much anymore but we used to write each other um little things here and there like I would say or you know like we'd say okay if we didn't meet how we met, how would we have met? And then we would each write like three pair or I'm sorry, yeah, like, you know, two chapters or three chapters or something, or even just one chapter of um, a meet cute, you know, guy would write one and she would write one and then we would trade them back and forth. Um, just, just kind of, you know, goofing around. Uh-huh. Um and we used to do that with our son too, when he was little, like we would come up with stories and we would each kind of contribute things to these stories and, um, just, you know, trying to get his, uh, imagination working. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, um, and so I, you know, I'd done that kind of thing, but I'd never written anything really. Um, you know, I, I'd never even written a short story or, or anything. And, and when I started doing Mending Fences, um, and I, I had it, I wrote it, and then I kind of sat on it for a year, and um, Megan said, you know, and I, I enjoyed it so much, and, and Megan said, well, you know, if you really enjoyed it, you should write some fanfic, um, and it just kind of, you know, gets your, uh, um, you know, creative juices flowing, and uh, but in a, in a kind of a safe environment. And so I did, I wrote a little bit of, um, 
Winona Earp fanfic and a little of uh, the 100 and um and enjoyed that and then I just kind of like I wasn't sure do I want to submit this do I want to submit this and then finally I just decided yeah I'm gonna go ahead and submit it and so um I submitted it to um BSB but I I didn't like I just did it just like anybody else would submit something I Mm -hmm. I really didn't want, honestly, a big part of it was <clears throat> if they weren't interested in it, like I know these people because my wife writes for BSB and so I know these people and so I didn't want um, it to be awkward mm-hmm. if they didn't like it and they were going to say no and then I was just never going to say, oh, hey, by the way, that was me that you turned down. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I didn't. I just kind of wanted to just send it, not anonymously. I mean, it had my name, but my name is, you know, um, a a fairly common name. Um, So anyways, I submitted it and uh, heard back from them. And they said, yeah, you know, we would um, uh, be very interested in this. And um, here's this contract, uh, you know, sign the contract. And so I the contract and um when uh they were doing the you know sandy at uh, bsb was doing the like setting up the contract she saw my address and and noticed you know realized that it was the same address as megan's and we're like oh my god is this you you know is this this angie i was like yeah so it was kind of funny oh that's great that's really but I was wonderful. glad, like, I was really glad that there was no, um, you know, oh, Parti- this is partiality. Yeah. 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 That's great. Good for you, yeah. Angie. And and you. just so our listeners know, um, who, who's your wife? Uh, Megan O'Brien. All right. All right. <laughs> and, and, um, we are going to all be together in a couple of weeks, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. I know when you had messaged me about this one, I completely forgot that you and I were doing one separate and I was thinking it was that one, uh, but yeah, we're doing, um, because Megan, uh, Aurora Ray and I did a, uh, novella collection called, uh, opposites attract that comes out, I believe in June. And, um, so all three of our stories are uh, uh, like Butch Fem. That's what the collection is, Butch Fem. That's stories. the collection is Butch Fem. And yeah. how did you come to write, um, like, do a, a collection with Aurora and Megan? Like, how did that all come about? Um, that was uh, Sandy at BSB emailed us and asked if we would be interested in in doing that. You know, I. I know they do, you know, those, those collections like that. Yeah. Um, we're friends with Aurora, but, uh, it was, you know, uh, something that came from, from BSB. They, uh, asked if we were interested, but then, you know, Aurora does a lot of butch film mm-hmm. romances and yeah. that's her thing. That's her thing. That's kind of my thing. And, and Megan, um, does, you know, does a lot of them too. Mm-hmm. So, 
Yeah, yeah. I um, I gotta tell you, I read Opposites Attract already and loved oh. every story. So. Oh, good. Yeah. So, uh, when does that come out? In June. I think in June. I'm pretty sure. All right. Just so our listeners can be aware of that and uh, be on the lookout for it. It's a uh, an anthology with Angie and her wife Megan O'Brien and Aurora Ray. Uh, some good yeah, stories. Yeah. It's uh, uh, you know. It's it's interesting because Megan, of course, is, you know, I mean, she's my wife. I'm not just saying this because she's my wife. But she's absolutely one of my favorite authors. I was a fan of hers before we were together. Um, but then, you know, also Aurora is one of my favorite authors. And so it's it's so weird yeah. <laughs> to, be, <laughs> to be in this collection with the two of them. I mean, it's like pretty crazy, but awesome. Yeah, that is awesome. So, um, you, uh, when did Bending Fences come out? Bending Fences came out, I want to say June of last year. Okay. So is, oh, sorry, sorry. go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to say, I think it came out like June of last year and then, um, uh, or around that, I'm pretty sure it was June. And then Last Resort came out like in October, I think. Okay. Because I had, uh, you know, I had, like I said, I wrote Mending Fences and then I kind of sat on it for a while. And so while I, I wrote some fanfic, but I also wrote um, uh, Last Resort. Okay. I don't, um, I don't know if I read Last Resort. Um you have to tell tell us a little bit about it. But I'll tell you, I loved Mending Fences. It was a oh, great book. Yeah, yeah, great story. Really was. Thank you. Um, Last Resort is about um, uh, these two characters that end up going to a uh, lesbian week at a, at a singles resort for different reasons. One of them is looking for love and, you know, she's ready to settle down, ready to find someone. They both live in San Francisco. Um, and the other one has had her heart broken. She's not really interested in falling in love. Um, and um, she's going because her family, mostly her mother, desperately uh, wants her to find someone and harasses her. And so they come to an agreement. Okay, you go to this uh this lesbian resort or this, you know, it's like a, a singles resort that does a lesbian week mm-hmm. every few months. And so you go to this for a week and, um, and if you go and you honestly, you know, open yourself up, then um, I won't harass you for a year <laughs> about, about finding someone or, you mm-hmm. know, about being in a relationship. And so she begrudgingly goes and um, becomes friends with this other character who is is looking for love and and you know they've of course both have feelings the one looking for love uh you know much sooner than um than the other one but um but yeah so it's just this journey at the singles resort and so it's kind of set up where Uh, every day they're having to, they go on these dates with other people. And then in the evenings they're hanging out together and getting to know each other 
um, and, you know, kind of talking about their dates and the things they liked about their dates and things they didn't like about their dates. And yeah. You know, I, I, now that you, uh, you know, gave the storyline, I did read it and, and I loved it. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. I, I think I liked that one even better than Mending Fences. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was fun. It definitely was. Um, yeah, I was trying to, you know, I wanted to, something a little different. And I, I thought, uh, like, the whole kind of choreography of doing the dates, but then, so having them, you know, go on these dates, but then uh, also have them be the ones that are falling in, in love with each other mm-hmm. was a challenge, but it was fun. Yeah, that was great. Uh, I loved how they got back together, like, at, at night or... You know, mm-hmm. just, yeah, that was cool. That was good. That was clever. Really clever. Thank you. So, um, are you working on anything right now? Anything in the, in I the, am. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I just finished that, uh, just as you are, which is in that, um, uh, thing with Megan and Aurora. And then I'm working on something. I actually just, uh, signed a contract for it a few weeks ago. Um, uh, called Love and Other Rare Birds. Um, and <clears throat> basically one character is uh, an ornithologist uh-huh. who um, whose um, father is uh, like a conservative um, uh, senator. Okay. And so she's, she's not not out, but she's not out you know uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> um and um but she wants to uh have her own show okay. you know have, like have her own uh nature show on tv and so she has to be very kind of careful about what she does and who she um who knows what okay. and anyway so she um she finds out that there has been a sighting of a bird thought to be extinct in Alaska. She lives in California and she finds out that there's this um, sighting of this bird that is thought to be extinct. And so she um, goes up to Alaska to try to find uh, evidence that this bird is, is actually still around. Um, And she is uh, matched up with, um, a ranger guide um, named Rowan who uh, is um, you know who's there to kind of you know help her help her like uh, uh, make sure that she uh, has food because they you know they they can't like hike in with all this food and then just kind of protects her and everything else and so it's kind of a they don't really get along in the beginning and then. <laughs> okay. That sounds, that sounds um, good. Yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say that sounds good. That's a, a different story, you know, not, not one that I think has been told before. Yeah. Um, and it's still, you know, I'm still like in the process of kind of, uh, putting all the things uh, together in my head. It's yeah. funny because, I hate conflict. <laughs> like I hate <laughs> conflict just okay. in general. 
I like it in books. Like, you know, I'm fine reading it in books, but for me, writing conflict, that is my challenge. Yeah. Yeah. That's hard. Yeah. Um, So are you conflict avoidant in life? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, (laughs) So, you know, like, you know, when, when the characters are kind of not really getting along in the beginning, like that is my challenge is, um, I just want everybody to like each other. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I can understand that. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, That's, that'd be hard. I think that's hard to do, you know, and then, and then overcome that conflict. Right. And have yeah. them. Well, like, and it's funny because that's what, like, Megan, my wife, loves that. She loves the angst does she? between the characters. That's her favorite is the angst. And I like, you know, I'm, I'm like, I'm a lover, not a fighter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So when, so you're just um, putting this uh, Love and Other Rare Birds together right now. Um, do, you yeah. have a, do you have a deadline yeah. for that? Uh, December 1st, I think. All right. So we should have a little time. Yeah. We should be seeing that next year then, right? Yeah, it'll be, I think, spring. Okay. Spring of next year. Awesome. Sounds good. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm really excited about it. Like, I'm, I really like these characters and, uh, you know, kind of as, as I'm putting it together in my head, I'm happy with where it's going. Mm Mm-hmm. It's weird though to write right now, and I, you know, and I've heard this from from other authors, and um, it's just so weird to write right now because it's like you're, and this is actually one of the things that I'm thinking maybe having the story kind of set in the wilds of Alaska is gonna be beneficial because they're not out in the real world, you know, going to cafes and uh, yeah, movie theaters like that all just seems so distant and, and weird right now. Yeah, you're right. It, it does. When I, um, if I'm watching a movie, I'm like, wait, they're not wearing masks. I do too. <laughs> I do too. Yeah. Totally. And, and it's funny being on Facebook and seeing people because, you know, people are getting vaccinated and so they're like rejoining the world and, mm-hmm. um, and we're, we're in the process of getting vaccinated, but, um, you know, we're not to that point yet where we can just like go to a restaurant or, yeah. Go to a museum and so it's it's yeah. just so yeah. weird. <laughs> I'm I'm vaccinated but I'm still very cautious, you know. Yeah. Just um I I mean I'm I'm definitely not going out without a mask and um if I go to a restaurant it's someplace that has outdoor, you know, dining and Yeah. Um so um yeah, and I've only done that um maybe one time, I think. I don't know. But. Yeah, we're excited. Megan just got her second vaccine last Wednesday. Okay. And I get my second May 6th. And then our son turns 16 on May 16th. Wow. Um, and so we're going to get him vaccinated. And then, so as soon as everybody's vaccinated, yeah. uh, we are going to, which is a place that we used to go, not all the time, but, you know, we would, it was kind of like our, oh, this is special. Let's go out to dinner. Um Francis Ford Coppola winery is like 15 minutes, 20 minutes maybe from our house. Okay. And um, they, it just it has this great restaurant with this beautiful patio that just, you know, oh. overlooks the vineyards and the valley and it's gorgeous. Nice. So we're, we haven't been in over a year. We're super excited. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That's great. Well, I uh, hope you get to enjoy that. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, 
you know, we mentioned before, right, Megan is an author with Bold Stroke Books, and, um, and so that means that you're not, you know, you're not new to that world, right, mm-hmm. to the Bold Strokes world. So how was it making this transition, right, um, as a newly published author um, in that scene? Was it, was it difficult or...? <clears throat> It's interesting because, um, I mean, I'm very thankful that I was able to see Megan, like, do podcasts and do readings and do these things before mm-hmm. um, I ever had to do them. That's uh, very helpful. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but it's interesting because the, all of this happened, like, my you know, when books came out in June of last year, we were already under quarantine. Okay. And we were supposed to go to Clexicon last year. Okay. And that was going to be kind of my first time going to, um, you know, it's not an author event, but there was, you know, it's kind of an author event Mm -hmm. thing. Um, And it was going to be my first time doing that as somebody other than, just Megan O'Brien's wife. Yeah. Yeah. I was so excited. I mean, oh. I was so excited. I like, like we've been thinking about okay, what clothes am I going to wear? And I was so excited. Oh, and then bummer. all this happened, I was bummed out, but, yeah. um, but you know, we're, we're almost through it, but, uh, yeah. So it's going to be interesting to go to those things and people, know who I am uh-huh. you know um I mean I'm still I think I'm always going to be Megan O'Brien's wife but <laughs> <laughs> so you're just going to be sitting on the other side of the table right yeah I keep telling her she's she's now Angie Williams's wife ah there you go <laughs> <laughs> I like that oh that's great so so what does a house with two writers look like and and what does that feel like you know um it's neat. Uh, it's it's interesting because, you know, we can um, like you know we were working on this um, uh, collection, you know, with our thing we just did these novellas together at the same time, and it is it's nice to be able to bounce ideas off of each other. Okay, I was gonna ask that. Do you? Yeah, right. which. Megan has always done that with me. Like she's always bounced ideas off of me, you know, and, and we kind of talk stuff through. She's very, um, which is awesome, but she, you know, she's very much like, what do you think of this? And I'll, and I'll be like, I don't know, you know, this or that. And she's like, okay, I'm doing what I want to do, but I was just curious what you thought. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that's totally cool. Uh I'm totally happy with that. But, um, uh, you know, but but it's neat because there's been times when we've talked and I'll say something and she'll be like, oh, yeah, OK, yeah, you know, and so that's kind of cool. Well, you know, and now um, I talk to her all the time, I'm sure driving her bananas, talking to her about, <laughs> you know, I'm thinking about this or what do you think about that? And uh, but she's really great about uh, giving me advice and um and but she's also pretty hands off, you know. Like mm-hmm. if I go to her and I say, "What do you think about the characters doing this?" 
she'll be completely honest with me mm-hmm. um, what she thinks about it. Um, but she doesn't try to rewrite it, for turn, you. you know, change what I am thinking. Like, okay. she's not like, oh, no, you should do this or no, 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 you should do that at all. Like, she doesn't do that at all, which is nice. Is she a beta reader for you? Yes and no. Like, she's so busy with her own projects that um, she doesn't really read it as much as um, I think, you know, like, she'll she'll say, I need to read that. I need to read it. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but that's okay because especially because it, it, when this kind of happened, you know, when we were first together, um, she was just barely publishing anything at that point. Um, like I think we got together, we've been together almost 16 years. So I think the, I think infinite loop had come out. Um, but then I think we got together like right after that. Okay. That was one of my first books of hers that I read. Yeah. That was her very first published. Oh, was it? Okay. Um, and so, um, we, you know, I used to read every, like, basically every couple chapters. She would write a couple chapters. She would give it to me, and I would read it. And, you know, I was like, I just wanted to read. And as, as it was coming out, it was just like, it's like you marry this chocolate maker. And, you know what I mean? Like, you just <laughs> you want all the chocolate right away. Um, then... It, it got to where I was reading it and, and then things change. I mean, you know, like you get three or four chapters down the road and then you're like, oh, I don't know, I'm going to go back. I'm going to change this. And so then you're having to read it again. And, um, and it just, it kind of takes away a little bit of the magic. Yeah. I imagine. So yeah, yeah. I stopped doing that so much. I stopped reading. I mean, like we would talk about things. And so I would, you know, she would um, run stuff by, you know, oh, what do you think about this? Or I'm thinking about doing that, like, you know, stuff like that. But I wasn't necessarily reading everything until, um, I mean, like the last few books, um, it was like I would read um, page proofs. So, you know, that's when it's like it's all written and you're just looking for basic, you know, punctuation issues or yeah. misspelled words or whatever just little errors yeah um and so i was reading that with fresh eyes so i had never you know i didn't have all of these and when you're reading it over and over and over you tend to kind of skim it a little bit yeah and i would think that that would be difficult like and as you went on like to to kind of be objective and mm-hmm. and, and really give positive feedback then you know like or helpful feedback. Um, yeah. Just because you're, you know, you're reading it over and over and it's like, you know, uh, I don't know. I, I think it would kind of just drag out for you, you know? And I think you used the uh, right words. You said it kind of takes the magic away. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah I well, and it that. does, you know, as the author too, like by the time you get to the page proofs, you're just like, gee, oh my God. Enough already. Enough. I've read this enough. I don't care. So, you know, Angie, you have to to read it. You have to make sure. Um, But yeah, you're just like, oh, my God, I'm I'm over this. Is it really going to matter? But (laughs) it does. It does. Like, 
Yeah. Um, I know Megan and I both do go, you know, go through and read every, you know, read every word to make sure that, that it looks right. Yeah. Cause yeah. it's it. That's it. Like uh-huh. once that's done, that's it. It's and out there. Yeah. It'll drive you crazy for the rest of your life. And I got to tell you, like I, when I'm reading something and I see a mistake, it's kind of annoying, you know? It is. So, yeah. It is. Especially I think, uh, for me after, you know, having to like go through this whole page proof process with Megan and then with, with my books, it's like, you know, um, now I'm looking for that in, in novels and it's kind of distracting. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. You're right. It is definitely. <laughs> so, um, Angie, you mentioned that in your, the book you're currently working on that, um, you know, it's, um, uh, kind of good that it's in, in Alaska. So you're not at a cafe where, you know, in the middle of a pandemic. So, um, in, in your writing, do you, like do world events or you know things going on in the world did that does that influence what you write I don't really um nothing that I've written so far I'm not saying I never would mm-hmm. um you know I know Megan tends to do that and I and I love that like with um battle scars mm-hmm. for instance you oh, know, yeah. she read an article um about uh, you know, somebody with like the, the dogs helping uh, people with PTSD. And mm-hmm. so she did a lot of research on that. And then that story came to her from that article. Okay. Um, and so, you know, I, I definitely would be open to something like that, but in a way it's like so far, at least for me, <clears throat> it's more of an escape Okay. from the real world. Yeah. I hear you. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, I want to write these worlds where people aren't really super uh, homophobic and, you know. Mm -hmm. I know that's one of the things I think I like so much about, you know, reading lesbian fiction is that it's just, you know, a a real escape from the real world, escape from, you know, um, you know, racism and, you know, it just, Yeah. yeah, it's, uh, it's a nice happy world. <laughs> it is. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting because um you know, I was in the military. I was in the Coast Guard um years ago during Don't Ask Don't Tell. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. And um and I was with somebody. I was with my ex-wife now. Um but why, you know, so I had to hide and I had that constant fear of being caught and that nobody could know our friends couldn't know. Um, you know, eventually, eventually there were a a couple people that we let know. And one of those people actually, um, reported, it was a a friend of my, um, ex-wife's and he actually went to the command and, and reported us. Um, but thankfully the guy he reported us to the, um, captain of the base was like really you know he just kind of ignored him you know he said he was like so you've known this for years and you've been friend with them for years and you haven't said anything about it so we will equally prosecute you as we you know we do them and Uh, unless you want to take your statement back and he was like oh uh yeah never mind uh (laughs) Um, but we were very fortunate 
that that happened like that. Yeah. But it's interesting reading books now, you know, even lesbic that is set during that time, you know, when Don't Ask, Don't Tell was going on. And um, it's it's hard to read. It's hard, uh, uh, like, to to kind of put myself back in that place. Yeah. You know what I mean? I can understand that, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, that's, um, you know, that, that sounds like it was, a, I mean, it was a major part of your life. And yeah. That you that know, was crazy. Yeah. And it's, yeah. And I, it's it's just so interesting that now people don't have to deal with that. And I, I, you know, and I think about, wow, how would my experience be now? You know, it would be so different. Like, it's such a different experience for uh, gay and lesbian people and LGBTQ people in, um, in the military now than it was then. Yeah. Just in the world in general, it's a different, you yeah. know, it's, uh, it's, it's really interesting that I, I think, you know, young people today, um, they don't even take that into consideration. It's like, okay, yeah, whatevs. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, it, it doesn't matter to them, you know, and, and it's just who you are. And, um, I think more uh, young people are are more fluid, really, in their sexuality. Also, you know. Yeah, um, absolutely. Um, sorry, my printer is cycling. That's all right. um, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, our son is fifteen, and it's interesting that um, his friends are, you know, very kind of open about stuff, and and it's and it seems like all of his friends basically are, um, you know, consider themselves, uh, bisexual or, Mm -hmm. you know, he's, he has a friend who's trans and he has a friend who's, uh, bisexual and he has, you know, friends that say that they're, um, um, oh my God, pansexual. Okay. Like most, most of them say they're pansexual, Yeah, which I think is just, I mean, just as this, you know, little lesbian that grew up in the middle of West Texas, that's just crazy. You know, that's just so, uh, awesome. Yeah, it totally is. It, it, it really, um, it really is. And it's like, um, I, I like that young people are like that. Um, but I also think it's awesome that they feel the freedom and, and we're given the freedom to really be themselves and be who they are, you know? Um, yeah, I think that, that you know, they're going to be so much more well-adjusted with stuff like this, you know, than, than uh, previous generations. Like, you know, our generation, um, there's still that little bit of fear and hesitation. Like, you just can't help mm-hmm. uh you know not think about oh how's my grandma gonna feel about this or whatever you know yeah like I think just as time you know as time goes by and as uh the uh newer generations kind of take over it's like much more accepting and open oh absolutely definitely yep I totally agree with you um so so let's switch gears here for a minute, Angie. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, tell our listeners what you do for fun. 
<clears throat> when you're not writing, what's when I'm not writing? Yeah, what are you doing? Um, right now, I'm obsessed, uh, and Megan would tell you I'm obsessed with. Um, I just got a um, Toyota FJ Cruiser. I I had an old Toyota FJ Cruiser, it was a 2007. Uh-huh. They made them. They made them from 07 to 2014. Okay. And so I got. Uh, I actually had it shipped out from Tennessee. It is the uh, Trail Team Ultimate Edition, um, which is like kind of, they only made 2,500 of this kind of FJ Cruiser. Um, So it's kind of the unicorn of FJ Cruisers. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm basically obsessed with it. I'm like, you know, (laughs) like messing with the stereo. I'm like, you know, doing all kinds of things to it. Um, so that's kind of been what I've been mostly involved in now. I just will go out and look at it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I didn't know that they stopped making those. And I was uh, a couple of years ago, I was looking for a new car and I wanted to look at them. And I was like, wait, where are they? They're, you know, and yeah. I was really bummed. Yeah, a couple things happened. They Toyota said they were going to do a limited uh, release of them you know, uh-huh. uh, in general. And then, um, and then every, every, it was like the recession happened ah, okay. and nobody was buying cars, especially cars that drink gas like crazy. Yeah. 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 So, um, so yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Totally. Makes but sense. because of that, because they only made them for seven years, there's a, like that community, like people who have FJs are very, um, obsessed with them <laughs> i'll bet yeah yeah that's a cool cool little thing yeah and megan has been very patient about it all <laughs> <laughs> so um so what is uh what do you do for self-indulgence um or do you self-indulge at all that's hard to do um with a teenager in living yeah. in a house but yeah um Self-indulgence. I, I, well, I drink too much sweet tea. (laughs) (laughs) That would be a self-indulgence. Um, I watch a lot of, uh, uh, Great British Baking Show. Oh, that's awesome. It's like my happy place. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, um, during the pandemic, we totally binged on that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, it was funny because I had, uh, well, two, a year and a half ago, I had breast reduction surgery and I had all of these, you know, okay, I was going to be laid up for three weeks and I had all these plans about, oh, I'm going to read these books and I'm going to watch these movies. And I had just all these plans of everything I was going to do. And basically for three weeks, I watched the great British baking show, which I've seen millions of times okay. every episode millions of times oh okay so you um, rewatched but it was it. just it's just like i just don't you know i don't have to think or yeah yeah it just you just can just kind of be there and it's relaxing and they're also nice to each other oh yeah they really are they they're, and they're making cake and yeah. i know i know i actually started following a couple of them on uh instagram you know oh yeah uh so that uh, is it, Peter? Do you remember Peter, the young guy? He might have been oh. the youngest winner. Uh huh. Yeah. So I started following him. He um, 
in in you know he posts some of his uh new bakes um but he he was just such a cutie um, i saw um nadia oh, has yeah. a couple new shows on uh um netflix okay I, I I loved her. She yeah. was great. Uh huh. I liked yeah. her too. Definitely. Yeah. I didn't know she had a couple new shows. I have to check that out. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Cool. So, um, do you read your book reviews? Uh, I have. Um, I don't go to Goodreads because I just know that is. Thankfully, something I learned from being married to an author, <laughs> you just don't go to Goodreads. No? <laughs> they can just be so mean. <laughs> really? Yeah, it's it's kind of, uh, and then, you know, like after talking to other authors, they're like, oh, yeah, don't, don't go to Goodreads. They can be so mean. <laughs> oh, I um, had no idea. I stay uh, away from that. I have uh, read some of my, some of the reviews on um Amazon. Uh-huh. I try not to obsess about it. Like I did kind of obsess about it when when it first came out, when yeah. like you know, when Mending Fences first came out because it's like I mean, it's just like you just take all of your clothes off and walk into, you know, a crowded room. Oh yeah, definitely. And I can you're like, okay, that. what do you guys think? Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> you're like, bearing like your soul to the world. Yeah, it's it's very uh um, you know, raw. So did you um, get, like, what were your reviews like? What's that? What were your reviews like? Oh, um, pretty good. It's funny. Um, they, uh, I think that the biggest complaint I saw was one of the characters, um, Grace, uh, people loved Bobby and didn't like Grace as much. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, because Grace was the one who was kind of, you know, resistant mm -hmm. to being in the relationship. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I feel like she, I don't want to spoil anything for, yeah. you know, for people who haven't read it. But yeah. there was a reason why she was uh, a very clear reason why she was hesitant. Yeah. yeah and yeah. I think uh, maybe it's because Bobby uh, is just so open Okay. You know, Bobby's just so kind of, um, you know, emotions is like hard on her sleeve. Yeah. Yeah. So very likable. Uh, you know, an interesting thing about, um, which I think is interesting. I think it's funny um, about Bobby that um, I, I don't, I never remember to talk about on podcasts, but I think it's funny. Uh -huh. um, anybody who watches uh, Winona Earp, Megan, loves um the name um oh my god what is his name just of course now i'm totally blanking on his name oh um oh my god what's his name yeah oh bobo del rey i'm sorry bobo second yeah if anybody who watches winona earp kind of the bad guy on winona earp the first couple seasons is bobo del rey and Mega just thinks that name is hilarious. And she's always trying to get me to name one of our pets Bobo Del Rey. I'm like, no, we're not naming our pet Bobo <laughs> Del Rey. Like, we oh. like to name our pets, like, people names, you know? Like, we have Riley and Daisy and uh -huh. Walter and, you know. 
Um, and so she has, is always threatening to get a toy poodle named Bobo, um, Bobo Del Rey. And so anyways, that is why in the book that I wrote for uh-huh. Megan, one of the main characters is Bobby Del Rey. Yeah. I was wondering where you came up with that name. Yeah. That's because that's like, a, a silly, yeah, that's an unusual it, name. It is. It's a silly, silly name. Well, her name is Roberta uh-huh. Del Rey, but she goes by Bobby. But yeah, yeah that is purely for Megan. Uh, that's awesome. That's the only Bobo. That's the only, you know, Bobby Del Rey she's getting is. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Oh, I love it. Great. So now she says she's going to name um, whatever poodle she gets someday. Um Julia Sugarbaker. Oh, uh, is that uh, from an, uh, Designing Women? Uh huh. Is that another favorite of hers or yours? Uh, hers. She, okay. You know the show Designing Women yep. from the eighties. Like she, she loves. Oh, I mean, I love. Everybody loves Julia Sugarbaker. Oh but. yeah, yeah. That's a great <laughs> show. Yep. That's that's like right up there with. Um, yeah. Now I'm drawing a blank on the name. The one with. Uh, uh, B. Arthur and uh, oh yeah, Golden Girls. Yeah, yeah, that's oh it. yeah, absolutely. Yep, definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So awesome. <laughs> so Angie, that's all the time we have for today. Um, but it was so great talking to you. And yeah, thank uh, you so much for having me. Yeah, I really appreciate you being on. Um, it was great. And um, if our listeners uh wanted to contact you, you're on Instagram. Uh, I am. I'm basically Texang everywhere. T E X A N G. I'm Texang on Instagram. I'm Texang on Facebook. Um, I'm Texang on Twitter, but I don't really do much with Twitter at all. I'm terrible. Okay. I, I always forget that Twitter exists. I do too. Yeah. I'll go in occasionally and I'll have, you know, somebody will have sent me a message and I'm just like, Oh my God, this is three months old. <laughs> um, and then I have a website, um, Angie Williams books.com. Okay. Angie Williams books.com. So people can contact you on your website. Um, yes. or, uh, via text Angie on Instagram or Facebook. That's right. Awesome. Awesome. All right, listeners, um, you heard it here first from Angie Williams, um, who will be back uh, a little later um, with her wife, Megan O'Brien, and Aurora Ray. So be sure to tune in for that one, too. Um, But, um, yeah, that's all the time we have for today. And I'm Anita Kelly. Thanks for joining. Let's talk about books, baby. And until next time, um, may your journey be lighthearted and peace be plenty. And stay safe, folks.